sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That there is Tom Sides. Doing that there again. That over yonder is Sean Sides. <laughs> I've done that a couple times now. It's still getting on the spot. I don't have a good script for it. So <laughs> it's kind of funny when that kind of thing happens. How you been doing, Tom? Long time I'm no doing, talk. Yep, yeah, doing well. Doing well. Just hanging in there. You know, got the football season among us. You know, got work. It's nice. going. Work is work. You know, that old chestnut. Excellent. How about you, my friend? Excellent. Going pretty good. I d- did some reflecting this week upon the uh, discussion we had last week about hockey and the hockey pool. And I've like kind of re- reconsidered that maybe I was a little too harsh with things and I should play because it's excellent things for us to talk about on the podcast as well as like, you know, a chance to win some money and be part of something that makes the whole NHL a picture to you instead of just your own team. Oh, welcome back. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm not. You're, sorry. You're, I, I, I'm wrong sometimes. Just, I'll just try to be more of a participant and ask for like an update if I want to know an update or, you know what I mean? Try to use my voice a little bit more instead of just, you know, giving up on it, I guess. Like the, the band Creed once said, with arms wide open. Yeah. You're welcome back. <clears throat> Pretty much. Thanks. Yeah. That was a dark little week there, but, you know, I, I thought about it lots and came around on the subject matter and decided that, uh, yeah, I was wrong. So it takes, do, a, right? it takes a real man to realize when they've been unreasonable. For sure. And For sure. I, I appreciate you going in and taking a whole week to realize yeah. how wrong I self-reflect. I just, Sometimes I do self-reflect and I, it's part of trying to be better and trying to get better. I'm not perfect. That's for sure. But if I can uh, realize my mistakes, admit to them and try to move forward in a better direction, I'm going to do that. So did you come around on Jim Henson's Ninja Turtle? Mup, uh, Ninja no, Turtle I still Muppet? feel strongly about that. <clears throat> but I didn't make the poll yet, but I will. I thought about doing it, but you know how life is. It's busy sometimes, mm-hmm. but I will get around to doing that eventually here. Fair enough. I just, you know what? You came around on one thing. You'll come around on another. <laughs> There's always time. You never know. You yes. never know. <laughs> yes. Well, I will say um, so- I, I, I have gotten caught up on the Lower Decks episodes that I didn't get caught up on the previous episode. So if you want to discuss- Oh, nice. Uh, that's good uh, to know uh there's not much to say really uh, honestly they were terrible at, i'm just joking yeah it was fucking awesome hey the, i love the voyager throwback that's the one thing i find that this new era of star trek's doing well is that it makes you want to go back it makes you want to revisit it's paying homage yeah for there's sure so much stuff going like like i forgot about the two episode and now i want to go back and watch that episode <laughs> like i forgot that's about a it. really good episode it's very mm-hmm. similar to sim in uh similitude sorry in enterprise very similar episodes of like you're taking a life to save a life i like that concept because it is like a cool conundrum and i love that lower decks was like 
you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> and I like this the, with a dead, like beat this dead horse. For sure. I love the idea of Voyager being like a tour ship now because enough time's passed and the story of it all. And I like the, the curator was kind of like a funny character of like trying to preserve it, but everything was going wrong. And I like that they included like the macro virus, which is scary, you know, in the Borg. They touched on so many different Voyager-esque mm-hmm. things that were important to that show. And Did you recognize cool. all the holograms? Yes. Yes, I did. I sure did. Can I didn't like, me- like the stupid stabby guy from uh, Next Generation. Wasn't he? Or no, he was originally from Voyager. Sorry. But the clown guy in the clown world, I hated that episode. I don't know why it's the Next Generation. I meant to say Voyager. But I hated that episode where they were in the holodeck. It was very early on, was it not? Uh, you know what? I've gone through Voyager the least uh, least out of all the series. So my yeah. memory is very sketchy on that. Okay, fair enough. But now I have <laughs> reason to go back to Voyager. So maybe I will rewatch Voyager from the beginning. It's a wicked ride, dude. It's a wicked yeah. ride. And it's yeah. a good one you can bang through for sure. Yeah. But no, it was really good. I didn't understand why they released two episodes right out one after another. Oh, it's what it everyone lit- does. Huh? It's what everyone does now. The new really? premiere, the new premiere is the first two episodes. They do it on Disney Plus all the time. I'm pretty sure they did that with um, Strange New Worlds, and they did like okay. a couple like episodes like You're bonus right, they releases did that, that they did with uh, at the Comic Con release or Star Trek Day release or whatever it was. Huh. I kind of like that uh, aspect of it, which is yeah. pretty cool. I don't mind, it, and I makes sense because. In the era of binge watching, if you can only do a 25 to 30 minute episode and then not see it again for another week, it could be easily forgettable. But if you get to do like a full hour, you know, of good entertainment, it sticks with you a little bit more, maybe. I And I like that everyone got promoted. I like that it, it's going to add to the story. Like, you know, like, yeah, like it, you're getting more stuff out. Like, it's not going to be like they've been on the lower decks for eight fucking years and no one's gotten a promotion. It's just for like sure. watching The Simpsons and like. Okay, so is Bart ever going to get a little bit fucking older or what? But Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and I like progression like that as well and character growth. It leaves a lot of opportunity for moving in a linear direction, which is Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, no, I I do. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the second episode where uh, they do get all the promotions and they... Uh, like they're picking a place Mariners trying to self-destruct and I think that it brings something of reality to what people do sometimes in life too Mm -hmm. when you have too much good things coming at you you self-destruct because you can't handle the pressure of it all Mm -hmm. and they like touched on some real things that people kind of maybe cope with sometimes and some things that young the young generation too like if it is targeted at you know maybe people that are a little bit younger in certain ways being a cartoon and all that it is, you know, whoever it's directed to anyways, it just gives people that moment of like, yeah, shit, maybe I self-destruct sometimes or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It touches on real topics too, which is something that nice that people can relate to that. I'm sure. Very much agreed. I I fucking love it. I I do. And it's entertaining. It brings comedy, the level of like, they just do good work. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. For sure. No, and it's entertaining, like you said, all the throwbacks that they do season after season. And 
it's crazy how much of the show exists already and you i forget i'm like oh man i got like i really do want to do a rewatch of of that show i feel like it'll be uh one that you can rewatch through the ages because it is episodic as well and and i think it's something that you can ease in like a younger like because it's a cartoon and a comedy you like yeah it's designed for like guys like our age or older that have kids you'd be like well if you watch this with me and you enjoy it yeah if you showed it to your like 14 year old kid he'd probably be like that's pretty fucking funny yeah or she you know and then then, the right and and then and then if they don't understand then that opens the door to watching all the rest like it could be a good gateway track for sure like like archer was featured pretty heavily in like the second episode because of one of the figurines that boimler has yeah so you can go like who's archer or you can go you know in any fucking route you know what i mean so it's for sure it's, it's nice. like they drop it constantly, which is nice. <clears throat> I definitely yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think so I might I have just a bit revisit a... Voyager. What's that? I might just revisit Voyager because of it. Yeah, I could see why not. You will you won't regret it because it's a good show. Yeah, you were about to say? I was just going to change the subjects. Do you have no, anything else to, to do? Um, obviously, you. I always tell you about my thrifting desires and all these kind of things and i like getting things for free we have a free site in our neighborhood i've told you about in the past Mm -hmm. so this lady posted some pictures and she said you know everything's free if you want to come get whatever you want come get whatever you want so uh, i messaged her and get the address and go over to the place and check it out i saw a coleman stove you know like the camping stoves yeah it was one of those that was like a, looked like a double burner one. So I was like, oh, shit, if that's free, even if it's broken and I have to buy a part off Amazon, it's still cheaper than buying a new one and I wouldn't mind having one. And so I went over there and the grill was still there. I checked it out. It was sweet. Brought it home, uh, threw it into the back of the vehicle, rather. I mean, there was other boxes of things. So there was like an entire box of light bulbs, unused light bulbs. She said that her parents had moved in with her and they just had all this extra stuff and they were taking it to the dump basically. So let people pick through it. So I go to the next little, I'm like, fuck, I might as well take these light bulbs too. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to buy light bulbs. It sucks when you got to spend money on that shit. And they're like nice fucking expensive light bulbs. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, funny adult wins. <laughs> so, so you just scored a whole bunch of fucking light bulbs? Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. It was good. Okay, next. So I move along the next box. And Crystal's looking for shit too, right? I find in the next box, there's like screwdrivers and hammers and uh, needle nose pliers. My needle nose pliers broke a while ago, so I need a new pair. I was like, fuck this. We was like, are you sure you're getting rid of all this stuff for free? And she's like, yeah, for sure. Take whatever you want. So fucking threw that one in the truck too. Why the hell not? It's free and it was like some nice quality shit. So I ended up like, I think six boxes worth of stuff into the vehicle. Crystal, while she was looking, she found three plastic containers with coins in them, like world coins and a few old Canadian coins. Like what the fuck kind of thing am I dialed into where I keep having like cool scores like that? I can't even uh, tell you, but it was pretty fucking bitching. That's fucking hilarious. And I have a new problem now as well. I'm I'm trying really fucking hard not to be. I know what I have to do to avoid it. But at the moment, right now, you could almost consider me a spoon collector. Because <laughs> in a lot of stuff, there was some sterling spoons, um, which makes it 
uh, silver. And obviously me being a coin guy, I'm like, oh, these are fucking cool. So I've been doing research on those and like there's hallmarks on the back of them, which tell you where they were made, who made them and the year they were made a lot of times. So you have to do a little bit of research. So I joined a spoon collector's fucking club to make sure that I didn't have any like Tiffany spoons or anything like that. I just sent some pictures off today to a guy from my coin group who knows about the, but that, about that shit too. So I'm just doing the research so that I can sell it. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm going to dodge the bullet on this one. Cause I, I must draw the line here. Uh, Jesus no fucking Christ, man. It was funny though. It just, that happens to me. Sometimes I'll stumble upon something new that's cool and old and collectible. And it relates to one of my other passions. And then I get swept up in it. Like, fuck, but, you're like a video, very shitty version of Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's artifacts. <laughs> and I mean, each one of them is probably like a half an ounce of silver, which makes it at least worth 15 bucks each for the little mini spoons. I got four of them, so that's 60 bucks minimum. If the makers are cool, like they, they're pretty neat, like I got to say. So I'm uh, excited to find a little bit more out. That way I can sell them and get the most amount of bang for my buck. They're like one of those guys that buys the storage units and you're just like, well, I found this. And oh, I'd be- love to, dude. I've looked at them and they exist. Like you can actually do that. It is a stupid show that's scripted, but in real life they have them for sale as well. People that go derelict or whatever. Right? It, it, it interests me for sure. I like doing lots where I'm like, fuck yeah. Cause you are, you're a treasure hunter. You're who would have thought that these stupid little spoons, I'm guessing 98% of people, 98 out of a hundred people would have just thrown that shit immediately in the garbage or to like goodwill or whatever. But I had the sense of mind to be like, I should look at every single one of these and pick out the cool ass ones to preserve and to sell and make money on. Yeah. That's... It's fun to hustle. I'm a spoon hustler. Is that what you call it? I don't know. I got nothing. I just threw that out on the spot. <laughs> well, but what then, this did also, see, more good came from this event as well. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, no. I'm just kind of happy that you have a healthy hobby that's <laughs> kind sure. of productive in the sense that you sell stuff that you don't tend to keep. So it's profitable in a weird sense. It's yeah, for sure. nerdy as fuck, but. I move treasures on to other people, though, too. Like, I'm a curator of treasures. And then I find where that treasure belongs, and I get it there. And still make a little bit myself. Well, they still get a good deal, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, yeah. So also in the lot, like I was saying about the screwdrivers and the tools, I made a little toolbox for myself out of the tools uh, just to have one of everything, basically, throw it in the car just in case I need it. But then also... That inspired me to go through every single drawer of all of the tools that I have. And I had like 20 of each type of screwdriver. So I picked up the best of like every variety that I would need and put all of the others into a bin to get rid of like a shitload of tools. I vacuumed out all the drawers. It's never been so organized before in my life with my the tools and everybody knows where everything is. So it's like a fucking awesome feeling when you get organized like that. That's sweet. Good for you, man. I'm glad. Like, I'm happy yeah, you bang. I'm saying, it. check those free sites out, brother, and check garage sales out because that shit is the bomb. But... I have enough shit as it is, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you tend to travel light, and you're probably bulking up a little bit on yeah. the stuff category. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to hit pause on like 
seeing stuff like it took every, when I a couple weeks ago when I was buying my buddy a, a gift at Toys R Us, it took everything yeah. inside of me not to buy something for myself. Yeah, I've and I've been succeeded. down that road recently too. And I <laughs> good boy. It's hard, but yeah, it's, it's you got to pick your spots. That's why a lot of the times, like I see value in stuff and I'll resell it. Obviously, it's a passion of mine. I've talked about a lot, but the responsibility level takes effect sometimes when you're in those places like a Toys R Us and would, should I buy one of everything? Maybe. Do I want to buy everything? Maybe. But is it responsible to buy one of everything? No, no, it is not. (laughs) And so it's the right choice. I went to, uh, um, I think it was Walmart recently and I was walking through the toy aisle just for, you know, check it out. And I saw probably 15 different Star Trek figures from different lines as well for sale. And I was like, that is so cool to see those in a store again like that. Like Saru and Michael Burnham and uh, all of the cast. What's that, sorry? We were talking about this the other day. What about it? The figurines for Star Trek. Yeah. I just hadn't seen them in a store. It's cool to actually see them in a store. Yeah. I have uh, have three of them. Nice. No, I have, have, yeah, that's right. A couple weeks ago, we talked about that. I I have a Picard, Riker, and Data in those action figures. Nice. Yeah, it's cool to uh, collect things like that, but it's also not always fiscally responsible, especially like when you have other things on the go. Mm -hmm. You got to pick your spots sometimes with stuff like that. And like you said, too, how much stuff do you really want to have? I go through that sometimes, even with my records. I have like, 275 records but every once in a while i'll sell 25 of them i'll go through it and pick out the 25 that i like the least and just get rid of them in a lot to somebody because i have new ones coming in so i should have some going out if that makes sense i mean more or less but at the same time like i feel like you should be if you're a collector you should be keeping stuff i mean i just understand double you get too much though dude like to become a hoarder where it's like if i have if I'd kept every single record I ever purchased, I would probably have a thousand of them at least. So it's hard to do that. Like, it's just, where do I, where do you store that? What if you move? Like, you know how heavy that shit is? Like, it's crazy. That's my thought process is like, I want to not have too much. You're a collector of multiple things. That's it too, right? That's why I have to manage my collections also by making sure. And you get you like I see it all the time on shows like American Pickers where people lose themselves in their collection. They have no more functional space in their house. They have nowhere to put anything. They end up losing everything they have ultimately because they can't see anything they have. So you have to like that's why I trim the fat as you know, very frequently because of that reason. I, all the best of it are if something I like, if it's something I love, I'm never going to get rid of it, but I just like wane interest in certain things. You know what I mean? And I'm like, do I really need that? Like, is it adding to my life? Do I use it? No. Did I buy it at the time? Cause it's cool. Fuck. Yeah. Can I turn it over and still make a few bucks on it? Fuck. Yes, I can. So I might as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, I still have my, a bunch of figures in still in boxes and stuff just cause I don't have the space to, place them out like the way i want to like the way addy has it addy has this yeah pristine setup where he kind of changes like the dynamic and the war and he yeah, gets he this in the chair awesome. yeah and, and it's like a fun way to play with his toys at the same time it's like For sure you know a, an epic setup 
Yeah, it's nice. And I love that. Like, that's what I try to do with my displays and stuff like that. I want to be able to look at things and appreciate it. But if you get so much stuff that you, like, have nowhere to display it, you have nowhere to look at it. Mm-hmm. Records, like, if I have a thousand records, I can't listen to all of those. If I if I spent every waking moment for the rest of my life listening to those records, I might not make it through them all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my thought process with that one, too, is, like, when I trim the fat of the collection, I'm taking out ones, like, uh, example, if I have four albums of the same artist and a lot of the songs cross over, then I'll be like, okay, I don't really need to have the exact same songs on another record when they are all on these other records so I'll do yeah. stuff like that yeah no but, that makes sense and it's like cool also to pass along treasures like that to other people when they do come and get them they're like oh awesome like you know and i don't like i said i don't sell things for the end of the rainbow price usually i always leave something on the bone people are getting a good deal as well and so you see that happiness in them as well like you know, you're hooking someone up with something cool. I got some new ones recently as my first Led Zeppelin record. I never actually had one before because they're too expensive and you don't see them often at garage sales. I didn't even know what it was. I just like bundled a bunch together from this guy. I picked like the best 10 out of his collection I could for 10 bucks because he was only asking a dollar a piece and it was near the end of what was left and there was one record didn't wasn't labeled so i was like i i recognized it but i didn't know what it was so i was like ah fuck i'll take it and take a chance on it got it home and took the actual album out and it was led zeppelin 4 i believe that's a great album yeah yeah it was a good good score so i'm excited to put that guy on the turntable and listen to it but yeah that's my story of recent uh, acquisitions and products to move. <laughs> Good for you, man. I'm just happy. I love like, that you, shit. Yeah. Like, do you, like, keep a log of what you have so you kind of just yeah. can access it? Yeah. yeah I like, like, well, what I do is I do a sales list. Everything that I sell in the course of a year, like, for the last five years, I think I've recorded and kept track of it so that i know what's moved out basically what i've mm-hmm. sold things for as well it's a good way of keeping a catalog too if you come across something again you're like i fucking sold one of these before like what did i make on it i have that reference point always to be able to look at it when it comes to stuff moving in i don't really keep an inventory but i have a mental inventory if someone wanted me to list every single album i had i could probably sit down and get pretty close yeah because i just know what i got you know what i mean i have a extensive memory <laughs> that kind of a way which is handy yeah it it is a lot to manage and i thought about that too i've said that to crystal like you better start paying attention because if i have a heart attack and drop dead one of these days you got to be the one to manage this shit and sell it and get rid of it when i'm gone or whatever like keep it or what you know but you should know what you have here and she's like yeah okay i don't give a shit about those (laughs) just joking she does give a shit about but just certain certain collections you know like my rocks Nobody knows what the fuck the difference is between that one and that one. You know what I mean? It's Or certain things like that. You don't know where I got it from, how much I paid for it. If you don't know, you don't know. Well, like I feel like that's something Kieran should be involved in. He should have oh, a backup. Yeah. He list would be a curator for sure. Yeah. But Kieran has a, he's more of a buyer and a keeper. He doesn't, he's not a buyer and a seller. <laughs> no, so you're saying if you kick the bucket and like Kieran got He'd be all like, of your. You know what? I think we should keep this. 
No, I'm just joking. I told Crystal, like, you can somewhat rely on Kieran for helping with that if need be, but at the same time, he might try to keep everything. <laughs> Do you have a so will? Just fair. Uh, no, I don't. Do you? No, God, no. Yeah. No. No, I'm just curious because, like, you're in a more serious relationship than I'm in, and you guys live together. Yeah, I mean, it's something thing. that we would talk about at some point for sure. As like your significant other inherits your stuff and is the curator to decide what to do with it. You know what I mean? And that is what it is in that sense. I don't mm-hmm. have like a written out will. You know, he should get this and she should get that, and maybe well, one day it as just I, sounds as I like age, you're. It just sounds like you're burdening Crystal with. Your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 100%. These I are the things that I like that you don't give a fuck about, Crystal, but when I, if I kick the bucket first, this is all going to be your problem. Oh, yeah. It'll be, like, to me, though, it's like a fun treasure hunt. Look yeah. at all the cool things I get to cipher through. No, I'll have everything you. gone by the time I get that old guy. But, no, yeah, I, but I know I, I thought about that, too. <clears throat> yeah, and that is, like, what know. happens with most collectors they end up passing it to their kids who don't give a flying fuck about it. And then their kids end up on Pawn Stars or American Pickers trying to sell all their parents' stuff because they're like, fuck, he had so much stuff. But, yeah. No, it's no, it's There's rare. certain things I'd want people to have, though. Of course, you know, certain mm-hmm. heirlooms, I guess, that I'd want to be passed on to certain people. Yeah. No, I get that. But it's like the sides the boat that the sides family originally moved over on when it was decommissioned, the plaque from that boat was kept and passed through the family. That's something that I'd want like passed down to another sides or something. Eventually. I didn't know you had that. I'm just joking. That doesn't exist, (laughs) but wouldn't that be fucking awesome if that existed? I guess. I mean, like I, I know you're like, that sounds pretty cool, Sean. (laughs) No, No. I got nothing. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'd... besides, I think we're poor. <laughs> oh, a lot of the time, there's no insane family heirlooms coming through the bloodlines at this point. I, I like Uncle Sparky, and I don't know if this is true. I take a lot of like the history that Uncle Sparky shares with me with a grain of salt because, like, I don't know how much research he does, but I would do this with anybody. But he, when he visited, he told me that like the Sides family came in through Nova Scotia, lived here for a while, or like lived like in Canada for a while, made their way to BC came back and went back to England and then eventually came back to Canada. Weird. Now, I don't know how true that is or where you found this information. I don't know where you would find this information, but yeah, it is what it is. That's the story you heard. That is what I, that is what I learned. And it's been a while Jack since did a bunch of research, which was interesting. You remember that a little while back? I think mm-hmm. I sent you some pictures, didn't I? I don't know if you sent like... me pictures. I know you told me Jack did some research. Yeah, he sent. He had pictures of like the sides family from like 1900. The ones who came over here, there was like a, there's a picture of them. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I didn't send that to you. No, I'll look for it. It's pretty fuck. It's pretty cool. They look like man of the time, and uh, he looks hard. Like he looks like a hardened man. He's a little shorter than I expected, but that he was like the side, the first sides, and his wife and. There's some pretty, some pretty cool ass pictures. I like the how historical looking, you know, just a photograph in time, right? When you see an ancestor of yours that I never even heard of, to be honest, before. Did you get a uh, name to go with he it? He sent the pictures. 
Uh, I think if it's if it's Bernie's father, then his name is Ernie, right? Because that was his father. Do you know? Did you know that? Do you know that? But his father's name was Thomas. No, I don't think so. I think it's Ernie. Because I know Thomas That's is a family name. Is it? I haven't heard that before. Well, obviously it's a family name now because it's your name and your family. But well, I never it was my, fa- it was my father's middle name, right? Okay. And maybe it was it- his middle name, Ernie Tom. I don't know. Now I'm yeah. confused. Now I don't know. <laughs> it shows how like when we've talked about sometimes how we don't really know a lot of shit about like that kind of stuff at times we're not fucking around like as lo- not even that long ago is our great grandfather but we're both like fuck i don't know you know what i think it, i think and then there's like a lewis somewhere or was that Ber- bernie's middle name was he bernard lewis sides fuck i don't know sparky dude. named his dog lewis when he was alive, he had a dog named Lewis, <laughs> and it was named after either it was either Bernie's middle name or Ernie's middle name or someone's middle name, right? Hence the pass down. Yeah, I don't know a lot of these things to be honest, but I, I'm pretty sure my dad's told me that his name was Ernie. That's why that's what resonates to me. Bernie's father's name, but maybe his father was Thomas, mm. or I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Tom. That's intense. <sighs> It's fun looking up that stuff, though. I think it's all on Ancestry.com yeah, now, too. I mean, which is interesting. Yeah, but doesn't isn't that run like Jack by Mormons? Is the one who bought into that, and he's the one. What's that say? Isn't that run by the Mormons? I have no idea. Is it? I know that there's one of them is Spe- run by the Mormons. Speaking of oddball uh, religions, uh, did you hear about uh, the Scientologist? who is known as Hyde from that 70s show being convicted. Yeah, I heard about that. That's fucking sad and crazy, hey? like. Well, it just sucks, sucks when you like a you guy and you find out that they're a monster. I went through the same thing exactly. when you found out about Bill Cosby and you went through the same thing. Yeah. When, when you find it's out... It's awful. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. But I'm glad a shitty dude's behind bars. Yeah, no shit, eh? Yeah. It's really fucked up. I was heard it in the news and like you, I don't know, you don't pay attention to that stuff, but every once in a while you catch something like that. You're like, what the fuck? I mean, That's his, so twisted when shit like that happens, right? Yeah. And his people bro- use their position of power to fucking do weird shit. You know, it's not cool. And he has an older brother who is the older brother of Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Francis and from Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I don't know. You don't see, I haven't seen either of them in a long time really in anything. So, the last thing I weird. know that uh, Danny Masterson was in, he was in The Ranch yeah, right. on Netflix, and then he started getting all the allegations, so they wrote him out. And then, like, right. before that was Yes Man. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy when stuff like that's in the news, but justice is served, so what do you do, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just glad like monsters like that are like are being beat like like the fucking right. The system works, right? That's what I like. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good. It's sad that it takes such a long time to get to it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it would suck to be in a situation like that and have to wait for years. But I'm sure it's good when it happens, right? Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm fucking just looking very seriously through my camera roll trying to find those fucking photos to send you. I don't see them, so I might have to end up sending them to you on another occasion, but they are definitely in my fucking phone. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, man. uh, What else you got going on? Not, not, not a lot, man. Like it's a lot of just grinding her out till I go away on vacation right now. So it's, yeah. you know, I got Hillary's birthday coming up. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be her birthday. Nice. So, uh, let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. You buy someone, a you buy someone a gift because they, you know, you're paying attention and they say things, right? Yeah. So the gift that I got her is, uh, and this she'll already have these by the time this comes out, so I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got her a board game that she really wanted. She's been mentioning it forever. She really wants this. It's called Ticket to Ride. Wicked game. I have two copies, two yeah. different ones, Ticket to Ride Europe and Ticket to Ride Normal. Yeah. Continue. So she really wanted it. She's been saying it forever, like, oh, I got this from my sister. We should really get this game and all that yeah. stuff. So me being the listener that I am, out of the Ticket to Ride. But the other thing she's right. been mentioning a lot is a uh, air fryer. Okay. And she keeps on looking up air fryers and not pulling the trigger on one and all of this stuff. <laughs> so I bought one. But if is that like buying a woman a vacuum cleaner? Like is but or is it different? Because like she showed interest in wanting it. It's not like she specifically me, said I need a new You're in you're in a great region here, Tom, at the moment because you guys don't live together. Mm-hmm. So you're not directly benefiting from it because you don't live together. You know what I mean? If you lived there, then it'd be like, okay, bro, like, no, cut that shit. That's you're buying her a fucking appliance for your house where you both live. You know, that that I I would see it as a, not a good present in that scenario, but because Mm -hmm. you do still have your own residences, I don't think it's, I think it's a very thoughtful gift. I think it's something, you know, she doesn't have, you know, that she's excited about using it and having it. Yes, it will, like, you'll eat some shit out of it, obviously, but I think that's a solid gift for someone you're, like, not living with. Yeah, and then, like, you know, like, I spent some money on it, so, like, I didn't cheap out. They're not cheap, no. It's thoughtful, too, because you've heard her mention it a bunch of times, too. Like, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and so that leaves, like, other ideas that that I could have gotten for Christmas so I can still get shit. But it's... Yeah. It's good to leave some stuff behind. No, but, like, (laughs) you know, like... But it does suck that, like, you know, like, when I told her, like, yeah, no, I already got your gifts. And she's like, oh, is it, like, she wanted, like, a matching Roots sweatsuit. Because I bought one a little while ago when they were having a sale. Yeah. And then she's like, ooh, I would like one like that. And I didn't get her one. But I found out her sizes in case I were to. But, like, yeah, she's mentioned these things to me more than the other thing. So... Yeah, you just kind of, in those scenarios, you have to just try to make the best call. Ultimately, it's hard because you don't want them to be disappointed when they open it if they think that they're getting one thing and then they get another. But at the same time, you have to just, like, make a choice, right? And that's the shock and surprise value, too, of, like, if they somewhat maybe think they might get this, but then they don't and they get something else and it's cool, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's so. Funny. Anyway, that's uh, that's why I got her, and then I made reservations at one of her favorite restaurants, where me and her f- friends are gonna go to dinner, and then that's cool. Yeah. Um. Where nice place? Yeah, nice place. It's an Italian joint downtown Halifax called Amano. How many of her friends? Uh, it's reservations for six. So 
I think two couples are joining us that that are Sweet. like her, her friends. That's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so it should be a nice time. Like you know, a night out is a night out. Oh, you found the picture finally. I did. Yes, finally. And I think I don't know that for sure. Okay, so this so this is what you think is Ernie, and I'm yeah. assuming his... it might not even be Ernie. It could be before that, but this is the first. The male is the first sides in Canada, and then the woman on the right is. Uh, I guess that would make it sense. The woman on the right is my grandmother, like my dad's mom. She was taking a picture with her husband's father, which is Bernie's father. So this sure. is when June and. Uh, Bernie were still together okay. and that is that so that is um Bernie's mother and father there with um I believe it's Jack that she's holding fucking a yeah which is kind of cool he what looks like it? a tough dude and I see resemblances him in the sides too which is interesting he's got that forehead he's got that like yeah, this. everything, all of us, we all came from his ball sack. Well, I'm sure the line started earlier, but yes, I see that. But I'm just saying, like, it, the line is drawn there. Well, for our parents. <laughs> yeah. Our, we were Which is drawn, cool. You know well, I mean? our grandparents, too. Like, that's the, you know, it's pretty neat. It, yeah. It's cool. He had a big family, and uh, we are now heirs to that dude right there yeah so yeah pretty cool shit i thought you think he would listen to the pod yeah if he knew how he'd be proud but he'd tell us we swear too much you think bernie would listen maybe he'd drink and like laugh a little maybe when he heard some of it but i think he'd want to be a guest to set some things straight maybe Teach us okay. how to be better womanizers. <laughs> That's like you guys thing. haven't been married even once. What? What you got to do is you got to get married to one, have three kids, and then leave that person. Yeah. <laughs> how have you not done that? Have you got you seriously have no illegitimate? And then neither and, of you. And then, of you. then you marry another one. <laughs> and then when you're thinking about leaving them, boom, they leave you, and then you're stuck with the fucking kids. Because that's what. <laughs> And like that's kind of like my like kind of theory is like I don't know if Bernie was a good guy. And yeah, I know if you hear, I I know if you heard Jack Steve. There's or, tales. Like yeah, I don't I don't think it's good. And like no. my dad and Sparky only got raised by him because their mom left. <laughs> yeah, which is a crazy sign of the times and just the way that yeah. some things happened. Right, so, it's fucking crazy. So she left now. Did she leave before he did and then got stuck with the kids? Yeah. Or did he I don't know. I, I, or, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And like, but like, all I know him is he was my grandfather. I only knew him as my grandfather, but there is a yeah. good to real fucking thing that Bernie was a dick. Yeah. It's very, very plausible for sure. Um, it would be hard to, we've talked about this in the past. Neither of us would walk out on our families, <laughs> but he did in one instance. And that it's a weird, like the times were weird too. And yeah. You can never fault a man without hearing their side of the story in certain ways. 
but there's a lot of evidence pointing towards the direction of there's what you're a, saying. There's, a, there's sure. a lot of, like, I know that there's a lot of anger. I know that uh, Larry still holds. There's resentment, know, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and, like, it's a dude that left. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be weird to dig being at the different ages, and I think that's a, a similar thing I've dealt with in life with my par- uh, parents that, a bit, like, fucked off out of our life. My brother and sister were a lot older than I was, so they have a lot more a lot different opinions now than what I do on certain subject matters, yeah. which can skew things as well. Like my dad was two or some shit like that. Right. Yeah. He was really young when, so he doesn't, he remembers Ken more of his, as his dad than what the other boys would, but the other boys who were significantly older than him, they remember Bernie being their dad and then him walking out. So they'll have more animosity towards him, obviously. Yeah. Right. Well, your father's also very forgiving. He is, yeah. He came to that conclusion a little bit, but he wasn't. There was a time, too, where, you know, he, Bernie wanted to be in our lives more, and my dad was a little bit like, fuck you, like, you weren't in my life, how dare you, you don't get to be in my kids' lives. But my mom was, like, the catalyst at the time to be like, actually, Steve, you shouldn't fucking let him be a part of your life now even though he may have done you wrong in the past. That's, I think she kind of pushed him into forgiving him a little bit. But yeah, which is why they had a relationship afterwards. You know what I mean? He was able to have a bit of a relationship with him before he died to some degree, but mm-hmm. it's hard. You, you, as a kid, imagine you have a dad and then he leaves to go raise another family and you know that he's your dad, but you're like, why the fuck doesn't he come visit me? You know, <laughs> did weird, you know that right? Bernie, did you know that Bernie died on Michelle's birthday? No, I didn't know that. The day after Jen's birthday? Crazy. Wait, she's June 2nd or June 4th? fourth sorry the day before jen's birthday then okay he died yeah, June no, 3rd, I 1996 knew... that makes sense yeah i remember when he died like i was i had school that day and i was going to school and i think i can't remember if it was when i got home or before i left for school but my dad told me and i was like it was i was before i think it was the night before and the next morning i was walking to school and i was talking to like my two friends is like my grandpa died last night and they're like oh my god like we're so sorry i'm like it's okay like i don't really know him you know like i knew met him when i was five years old and at that point i was like 11 or 12 and it was so far gone that it was like i don't even remember the guy like i didn't shed tears or anything like that when he passed because i didn't know the guy really Mm. it was just a memory from when i was like very young four even maybe not even five so uh it's one of those things, but you know, years later, obviously we've both had curiosity sparked to be like, I wonder what life would have been like if we all were a cohesive family in ways and not uh, Mm -hmm. like if he'd reached out more when he, you know, had left and stayed in contact. And if our dads had all grown up more so together and if Bernie had custody of them or something for half the time and like they were all like in back and forth from the same households, it could have been a weirder, a bigger, different family, you know? Mm-hmm. it would have been interesting for sure yeah a lot of like imagine like because my dad used to say that when he was in school and shit if he was a sides boy and they knew that right because there was four of those brothers and then two uh, two younger ones below my dad so there was six of those brothers mm-hmm. you add in the two other brothers and someone fucks with their clan and it was like you got eight guys 
all within you know 10 years of age of each other you want to fuck with that crew there there's 10 of them you're gonna have to throw fisticuffs with and then you go to our generation of all the males and the cousins and all the females if we were all in the same area going to the same schools like the old farm communities you are we our family would be a force you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's just interesting to think about yeah it would have been a would have been a different upbringing for sure but you know we got what we got right Oh yeah, and we're all phenomenal people in our generation. Everybody that I've encountered of all of our cousins, everyone's a good person. So mm-hmm. everything worked out, you know, in mm-hmm. the own right. And that's what originally when you and me, you know, made this podcast was to get to know each other. And we've brought the sides family a different color uh to light being able to form a relationship that we have. And, you know, I'm sure other cousins listen, chime in from time to time too. So mm-hmm. it's fun to uh be catalyst towards that a little bit to keep that contact and to have a sides male to talk to ultimately. Yeah, no, it's good. Like for like bonding. And then we, the, the interests that we do share, like you know, for sure. We disagree sometimes too, and get each under each other's skins now too, but what fucking family doesn't. And we're both reasonable people. So we can come to like last week's episode when I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this. And then I come this week and I'm like, you know, I fucked up. I'm wrong. I do want to take part in it. I will take part in it. So it's just, just a matter just of like, hockey mo- a little bit more fun for you. Cause now you're invested. And it's another something that we're doing together too. Right. Yeah. So, so obviously I think, competing. I but. think, I think if you're a little bit more part, you participate a little bit more in it, you'll have, you'll get, you get what you put in. With yeah. It, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And I will, I'll put in a little bit more this year. I want to win and I want to play and it's fun. I've been lucky the last two seasons, but because I didn't follow up as much, I maybe fell off the map, but I get to pick first and set and then second. So that's a huge opportunity. And it is now that I've like agreed to do it. I'm like, fuck, I got to figure some shit out. <laughs> a lot changes in the NHL from season to season. If you're not up and up on the news, like I picked Pasternak the fucking year after his baby died. And he didn't perform very well for my team. And something else happened like that where I was like, afterwards I found out all the news and was like, oh man, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So you gotta, you know, you gotta do a little bit of research and stuff. And know who's up and coming too. Like someone's going to pick Bedard early on because, you know, will it be a first round pick? Do you think? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. Do you think, so find out, talk to your boys and find out if there's, opening spots because josh might want to play others kieran's i don't i doubt it he might want to but there's a chance i'll uh, i'll shoot uh i'll shoot morgan a text saying if we have uh, asking if what kind of spots we have this year yeah why not right because if more people if i don't know the more the merrier right no for sure it makes it harder to the later rounds with more people because you're like taking shots on people and just hoping for the best it spreads the talent out a bit more exactly but yeah no it, and then it makes it a little bit more competitive i always wanted to do the hockey pool where you create a team and then you face off against other teams and then you whoever wins that like you you get like a win and loss based on the points they the, those individual players yeah and then at the week. end of the season whoever has the most wins you play week by week yeah yeah that's how john's league is but it's super interactive and you have to like commit your fucking life to it yeah you know what i mean he's on when he's doing his fucking pool it's like holy shit that's way too many facets he gets off on that you know what i mean but it's like i don't have yeah. the fucking oh, this one is like simple basic you pick your team and yeah. then <laughs> move players if you think someone's hot and blah 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 yeah 
Yeah, the, the the guy that won just snuck a fucking victory. Like I was winning yeah. the whole way, and then last game he yeah, got like forty like, uh, forty five points or whatever it was. In sports, sometimes teams just shit the bed, and you shot the bed so fucking terrible at the end there. I couldn't believe it. It's like, what are you doing, Thomas? Like, what the fuck? It was ridiculous. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was cheering you on. I was like, it's a lock. It's and not, that's the worst part, too. The, Leading up to it, it, it I was not like, a lo- Hold on. It was not a lock. I was I, ahead by like seven <laughs> points, which is not a lock. If I was ahead by like. that, it was like 50, though. Remember, you were ahead by like 40 or 50 points for a couple yeah. of weeks. And then all of a sudden, it was like you started getting zeros across the board from your fucking stars. And this guy was getting fucking eight points a night from his bums. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was yeah. there, Sean. I saw it. Thanks. Yeah, you definitely need to do better. Like, when you're in the lead like that, you need to try to hold it, Thomas. It says like, a guy that thing, didn't right? fucking ever come close to winning in the last two years. <laughs> I was middle of the pack. Yeah. I went from second last to second best last. Just so the, for the yeah. record. So Yeah, it was a slight improvement for sure, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Silver is like fucking... Well, it's it's something you were highly after. I just heard of your fucking spoon talk for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Silver is something important to you out of all fucking people. <laughs> I knew that you would jump all over them. So Jesus happy Christ, you caught that. <laughs> make a fucking joke about silver. Not, no, not, not here. Not a Sean sides. He fucking loves it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Two chaser. Two chaser. No, I'm just putting the gears to you. It was a good fucking season. And I love that aspect of it, too, where it's like, who the fuck would have thought Nuge would get over 100 points last year? I had him the year before, and he did, like, a solid 65, and I was happy with that. And then you have the players who do shit like that, or Tage Thompson there, someone picked up early on, and Mm -hmm. it's like, where the fuck have you been all my life? Like, you know, and that's the fun of hockey. If I look at my team, if I looked at my team, I had no business doing as well as I did. Yeah, that's true too. But it, people performed. I had consistent, you had Hyman, if I recall, and he had yeah, a great fucking year. I had consistent points. I had McKinnon, who got injured like at two points during the season. Um, yeah, like I don't know. The preseason starts like right away here now too. By the time of this release, which is fucking exciting. So yeah, it's getting pretty good. Are you excited for Montreal hockey this year? I know Cole Caulfield will be back off that fucking major injury he had, so hopefully he has a big year for them. I'm just excited to watch hockey, to be honest. I fucking miss it. I always miss it. I'm Football's yeah. back. I'm excited. Hockey's coming back soon. I'm excited. You know, it just sure. it's so hard to be a sports fan when, like, it's just baseball. Like, I can sit and watch baseball, but it – yeah, and like with the, all the new rules that baseball added this year, it's made it a quicker game. But like That's nice. the yeah. baseball seasons are so fucking long that it's almost For only sure. worth watching in September and October. Yeah, you're not wrong. I love uh, going to baseball games. I don't watch them on TV very often, but the idea of a sport like it would be hard to be that into it. And golf tournaments happen during the summer. You like. But it's just, like you said, once you get into the meat and potatoes of the sporting world, it's nice to yeah. have hockey and, in your case, yeah. football back as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I got... McDavid, under or over 150 points this year? I want to say over because I would like to see it. Okay. Uh, goals, 
<clears throat> under or over 60 for him and Dreisaitl. I'd, again, because I would like to see it. I want to see Edmonton succeed. I want to yeah. see Montreal and Edmonton both succeed this year. Yeah, it would be nice to see some successes for sure. You never know. I think Jack Campbell's going to come back this year for us and have a much stronger year. Last year was like a weird blip in, in life for him, I feel like. I, I feel I'm hoping very strongly that he will uh, rebound from that. Yeah. So I just think Edmonton needs steady goaltending. And that would be some, ideal. And maybe some more veteran D. Yeah. We could definitely. Um, do do they still have uh, what's his name up. they got from Nashville? Ekholm? Yeah. Do they still have... He signed in for like four or five years, something like that. Three to five years. I, don't, I can't remember the number. But, yeah, he's our team is locked in for not just this year, but like three years, basically. The core okay. players. And That's Ekholm good. is I... a core player. Having an entire season with him in our system is going to completely change the rest of our defense as well. Mm -hmm. It really opens things up for Nurse because we had all of the defensive pressures put on Nurse prior to the, like getting Ekholm. And then Ekholm came in. He made his teammate better. Nurse could focus more on the skill set that he's you know better at. It, it, I just see really good things happening on our defensive core this year, I'm hoping. like I can really see a future where it's like, Fuck yeah, they're all working. Like Bouchard is another guy who, when we got rid of Barry and Bouchard, it was time to step up on the power play. Like he did fantastic in the playoffs for us. He scored goals. He has a huge slap shot. Having a full year of him playing that offensive role, like I think that he might be a, a fifty point player plus this year, which and is you, also and you another. Need, nice and you thing. need that. You absolutely need that. Yeah, for sure. Like. Their team going into the year is healthier. Kane's like had a freak injury, obviously, obviously too. So seeing him like he's with us for a whole year now, hopefully injury free, it'll be will be a force. It'll be an interesting season to see. Yeah, but every team at this time of year is like we're going to be dominant this season. <laughs> you know what? And but I hate, I hate to be that I hate to be that guy, me. but fuck, the Leafs are a little bit scary this year. Yeah. They added some like Reeves to their team, which is a lot Reeves, of Reeves, Domi, Bertuzzi. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I know that they got to get rid of Mitch Marner or uh, or um, who's the other one? or Nylander. They got to get rid of one or the other. Yeah, but until that's done, like, yeah, it's like, interesting. I was hoping Austin Matthews wasn't going to resign. I was really thinking that, that would have been funny. To. Yeah. For but sure. Everybody wants like is. bad things to happen to Toronto, obviously. It would just been funny. He's like, I'd like to move to Columbus, like uh Johnny Gadro or whatever the fuck his name was. Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, that one. Same shit. Yeah. It's funny when players leave teams, they are your enemies. When their stars are like, I don't want to pay here anymore. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> It's one yeah. of the dirtiest parts of hockey is every hockey fan enjoys when their rivals start to lose their stars. Yeah. Well, like it's a big season to be a Habs fan now that Boston kind of lost its fucking core. Yeah, no shit, eh? How yeah. nice will that be if like they just wallop them? Montreal right. fans will are in need of some of that, I'm imagining. Yeah, so... You never know, too. They have a different team now, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a terrible team. No, exactly. That's hockey, I think right? Ottawa also might be a little bit scary this year, too, with the moves that they made. Do you think Florida will continue like the dominance that they showed in, through the playoffs, or do you think they'll be back to par with just scraping into the playoffs, I wonder? It'd be interesting to see. 
because they you gel a they lot have, when you go through things. They like have that, the right? makings to be a top tier team, but then like that's what I like about hockey too. It's unpredictable, which is what I was saying. Like the roster that I had in the hockey pool, I should not have done as well as I did, but I yeah. did, and that's sure. what I love about it. It is the unpredictability of all of it. Yeah, it's fun for damn sure. A lot of like football games are pretty predictable in the sense that, well, you know, you can kind of tell who's going to shit kick somebody else, it, provided all the whole team's there. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool uh, changing subjects again. But my uh, a friend of a friend, he's ah, he's my friend too. He had a kid, and so we're going this Saturday to go to a diaper party which means that you bring a bag of diapers for him basically everybody's got different sizes to bring and we're gonna play poker and have some drinks basically an excuse to get a new dad out of the house (laughs) yeah it should be a fun saturday get together with the boys i don't um often roll with that crew these days it feels like so i got some good catching up to do with some good bros looking super looking forward to it that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. Those are always good times. I like playing cards, too. Drinking and playing cards, stuff like that. I'm going to make whiskey sours because I've been having a hard time of drinking any pop in my alcohol lately. Over the summer, I had to do mojitos basically all summer. I just couldn't deal with too much carbonation. You put no. club soda in those, but it's not overwhelming by any means. I've been so a big vodka soda guy for a little while. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, Crystal drinks gin sometimes, like a little oftentimes, so I'll drink that from time to time, too. But mm-hmm. I'm going to try the old, the whiskeys, whiskey sours. It's a fucking drink I order in restaurants sometimes. Sometimes it's damn good. So I'm like, maybe I, you put two ounces of whiskey in them bad boys. So I was like, five, six of those should be doing all right. There you go. There you go. That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. You doing yeah. anything crazy? Uh, nothing. I got nothing crazy. I'm like really trying to behave myself for the next little while. You're on the cusp before that shit happens, right? Before yeah. all your trips and Kreshner yes. and all that. Yeah. So I gotta. It's the calm before the storm. But uh, I I saw this thing today, and I wanted to ask you about it and see what you knew about it. I saw a post on the Star Trek Instagram where it's Kid Cuddy at the captain seat wearing a yellow shirt. Saying Kid Cudi in Star Trek, October 2023. Do you know anything about this? No, I never heard of it. Yeah, I saw it today. Um, Maybe I'll send it to that dog account you have. Yeah. Because it's fucking cool. Because I'm like, as I've said to you before, like, I'm a big Kid Cudi fan. Yeah. And, I his songs. I downloaded that album that you recommended to me very early on, and his songs come on to my. And it's like just nice, smooth music. Like he's got mm-hmm. some good. I I don't know any of his tracks like off by hand, but they definitely still show up on my playlist from time to time randomly. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that's right. I know who that is. It's, he's got a vibe for sure. Oh, it's like I think it's like clothes or something. But anyway, either I'll, way, I'll... send it to me. Yeah, no, I didn't hear nothing about that. No, there's so much like we were saying, both of us. We didn't even know Lower Decks was going to premiere, and then lo and behold, all of a sudden you're like, "Oh fuck!" Thank God for like things that record because you recorded them the previous year. Yeah, or I would miss out on some of the release dates for that shit, not realizing it. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. So I just sent it to. You. 
I don't know, maybe investigate. I think it might be fashion or something, but like, I'm all for, you know, like a fucking episode of whatever the fuck where Kid Cuddy's in it. You just give me Yeah, Kid it's Cuddy. cool when famous people come through like that for things. <laughs> yeah. and I, I just, would if I was famous and I could use my power to get on Star Trek, I'd be like, fuck yeah, sign me up, beat me up. Yeah. I want to do it. That'd be awesome. I love that with all the new shows too. Like there's so many avenues for it right now that you know, there is a level of interaction that come. Do you think there's going to be a Star Trek legacy with like uh seven of nine and maybe Picard appearing and some of the TNG crew? I want it so bad. And there's, that's what they're calling it. Star Trek legacy, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I mean, I'm all for more. And if we learned anything that, that the, it's successful. So yeah. if the goal is to create successful things, then put out the successful shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just excited at the, uh, the thought of it all. Like, please mm-hmm. fucking come through on this one. That'd be so awesome. Star Trek fans are here for it. It's clear. Like, it's not a fucking Yeah, season. exactly. And those of us By that watch... By the time this airs, I will have already gone to the con and met up with a few of the most recent uh, incarnations of Star Trek actors. So it'll be fun to uh, have some tales for next week's episode after. Yeah, that'd be fucking great, buddy. Um, the captain there, Captain Shaw. I'm definitely gonna meet him. He seems like a fun character. So bring bring him a bottle of a Malbec wine. Yeah, that'd be funny. I recommend Alamos because <laughs> I too am a Malbec man. Yeah, he'll probably end up with like fucking 800 bottles of that everywhere he goes. Well, it's funny. Yeah, or you could be the first one to start it. That'd be intense. Yeah, exactly. Hey man, I got you this. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Party umbrella. Yeah. Let's get fucked up. Yeah. So, I, anyways, I think that does it for this week, my friend. Yes, sir. I feel like we've banged out enough content for show. Uh, until next time, this has oh. been two sides of the story this week. I was going to give the torch to you there. Oh, you just I started took us out it last week. Oh. Well, I took us out last week so that I stopped to like let you lead the light. I just set All you right. up. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week! (laughs) Yeah, I just found the article on it. So Star Trek embarks an epic collaboration with Kid Cudi to launch a Boldly B campaign. Nice. You didn't stop the recording yet, I don't think. Just so you know. Sides of the story Two sides of the story Sides of the story with Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.